Welcome in, everyone, to the Football Addicts Anonymous podcast here at Marquette Law School, just chilling in the study room. We'll have uh, Danny Potter on shortly here when he gets home from school, but I'll, uh, I'll start the show here. Hopefully the optics, the audio isn't, uh, isn't too bad there, but um, we're going to switch it up. We're going to start uh, with the NFL today and then uh, head into college football recaps and uh, get to all the NFL news. we got coaching carousel news. For college football, a lot of moving parts going on there with the end of the regular season happening on uh, this past Saturday there. Championship Saturday coming up this coming weekend. But uh, starting off Sunday, Panthers beat the Broncos 23-10. to uh, Sam Darnold really good in his first start of the season, 11-19, 57.9%, 164 yards a touchdown and a rushing touchdown. Russell Wilson um, struggled again. That offense is just not very good for Denver right now. 19 of 35, 54.3%, 142 yards, a touchdown, and a fumble. Um, The rushing game, once again, for Carolina was paramount. 24 carries for 113 yards for Panthers running back Deontay Foreman. The run game wasn't bad for Denver either. Latavius Murray, 13 carries, 92 yards, one catch for six yards as well. DJ Moore continued his um, elevator performance whenever Sam Darnold plays. I know Field Yates put out a tweet about that. His fantasy stats are exponentially better when Darnold is playing than any other quarterback Moore has played with. Um, Four receptions, 103 yards, a touchdown on six targets for DJ in this one. Um, Defensively, I'm probably going to go with uh, Panthers defensive end Brian Burns. He's been a beast for them all year. uh, Three tackles, two solos, two sacks, one tackle for loss, one pass deflection, and three QB hits. Burns getting his first career double-digit sack season. The Panthers... Uh, covered. It was a pick'em game, and the under thirty-six and a half hit. The Browns beating the Bucks, um, upsetting them in overtime, twenty-three seventeen. I thought the Bucks had this one. They were up seventeen um, to ten, and um, Brady just couldn't get anything going. To close the game out, Jacoby Brissett drove him down and scored the game-tying touchdown. Then Nick Chubb um, scored the game-winning touchdown in an overtime after a big um, Amari Cooper passing play from Brissett. But Tom Brady there, 29-43, 67.4%, 246 yards, two touchdowns. Jacoby Brissett for the Browns, 23-37, of 37, 62.2%. 219 yards, one touchdown, a pick, two carries for 27 yards. Last game of the season for Jacoby Brissett as the starter, Deshaun Watson, comes off his suspension this week against the Texans and uh, will make his first career start with Cleveland. Nick Chubb, like I mentioned, game-winning touchdown there in overtime, but he was a monster all day for the Browns. 26 carries, 116 yards, a touchdown, one catch for 16 yards as well. Um... 
Bucks wide receiver Chris Godwin led the game in receiving 12 catches, 110 yards, a touchdown on 13 targets. Amari Cooper for the Browns also had double-digit targets there. Seven receptions, 94 yards on 12 targets. Um, defensively, I'm probably going to go with uh, Browns defensive end Miles Garrett. Three tackles, one solo, one and a half sacks, one tackle for loss, and three QB hits. Uh, the Browns cover plus three, under 42. The Bengals beating the Titans 20-16 to 16 here. Uh, Ryan Tannehill for Tennessee, 22-34, 64.7%, 291 yards. Joe Burrow for the Bengals there, 22-37. Uh, completion, 270 yards, a touchdown, nine carries for 32 yards. Samaj P. Ryan, I was happy with his fantasy performance. Picked him up last week with uh, Mixon out this week uh, because of concussion. 17 carries, 58 yards, a touchdown, four catches for 35 yards for the Bengals. Normal backup running back. Derrick Henry struggled, 17 carries, 38 yards, three catches for 79 yards on a play. He didn't score, but the Titans did with Traylon Burks recovering his fumble in the end zone. Um, T. Higgins for the Bengals led the way in receiving during this game. Seven catches, 114 yards, a touchdown on nine targets. And uh, Titans wide receiver Traylon Burks, like I mentioned, four catches, 70 yards, six targets, and a zero-yard fumble return, uh, fumble recovery for a touchdown off of Derrick Henry's fumble. Defensively, I'm going to go with Bengals defensive end Sam Hubbard. Six tackles, three solos, one sack, two tackles for loss, and two QB hits. Bengals covered. Uh, it was a pick as well. Under 42 and a half hit in that game. Dolphins. I thought the Texans were going to come back. Uh, Dolphins 30-15 to 15 over Houston here. 30-0 lead for Miami. They took Tua out. They took a lot of their starters out um, in the third quarter. And uh, Houston made a comeback. Kyle Allen did try. Uh, got it to within two scores. Just could not get anything after that um, with about nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. But um, Tua here, 22-36, 61.1%, 299 yards, a touchdown. Kyle Allen for the Texans, 26-39, of 36.7%. 215 yards, one touchdown, two picks, four carries for 12 yards. So it begs the question: Like, is the offense really better with it with David with Kyle Allen versus Davis Mills? I don't think so. But what can I say? I'm a Davis Mills guy. Um, Skylar Thompson came in for Tua. Was not very good. One of five, 20 percent, six yards and a fumble. Uh, neither team could really run the ball on the day. Dolphins running back Jeff Wilson Jr. led the game in rushing. 13 carries, 39 yards, a touchdown, one catch for 13 yards as well. Uh, leading the game in receiving, Dolphins wide receiver Jalen Waddle, five catches, 85 yards on 10 targets. A lot of great defensive performances in this one. I want to highlight two of them. Uh, Texans defensive tackle Malik Collins, four tackles, all of them solos. Uh, two sacks, three tackles for loss, two QB hits. Then, of course, like I said, uh, like I've said before, I'm impartial to defensive touchdowns. So uh, Dolphins corner Xavier Howard, he had one pass deflection and a 16-yard fumble returned for a touchdown off of 
Jordan Aikens' fumble there. The Dolphins covered minus 14, um, so by one point there, under 47 by two in that game there. Jets beating the Bears 31 to 10 in the rain in East Rutherford, New York, New Jersey. I mean, my bad. Mike White. Uh, in place of Zach Wilson, bench this week. Mike White, very good game. 22-28, 78.6%, 15 yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers. Um, stellar performance by Mike White against a defense that kind of sucks. But Trevor Simeon did go for the Bears. Um, it was an interesting pregame workout for uh, Chicago because they were, uh, they were unsure – of who was going to play because Justin Fields obviously was injured with his shoulder. But um, then there was a report Simeon hurt his oblique in pregame warm-ups. So they were going to have to start Nathan Pierman, who was just signed off the practice squad. Uh, Simeon ended up playing uh, 14 of 25, 56%, 179 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. So not a, not a bad day. Um but uh, not enough to win, obviously, there. Dave Montgomery for the Bears led the game in rushing. 14 carries, 79 yards, three catches for 34 yards. I want to shout out my boy Zonovan Knight. Loved him coming out of NC State uh, last year. 14 carries, 69 yards, three catches for 34 yards. Uh, Michael Carter got injured in this game. Uh, already down Brees Hall. So John Ty Johnson, Zonovan Knight led the Jets in rushing there. A pretty good rushing attack they have in New York. Pretty good passing attack for uh, the rookie Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson. Five catches, 95 yards, two touchdowns on eight targets in this game here. And uh, defensively, going to go with uh, Jets linebacker C.J. Mosley. Ten tackles, three solos, one pass deflection, one QB hit and a pick. Uh, the Jets covered minus 7.5 over 36.5. The Commanders getting to 7-5. and five. They've won uh, 6 out of their last 7. They are on a roll with Taylor Heineke right now. 19-13 over the Falcons. Um... Marcus Mariota for Atlanta, 15 of 25, 60%, 174 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Six carries for 49 yards. Taylor Heineke, like I mentioned, 14 of 23, 60.9%, 138 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, but really the, the biggest difference for, the, for Washington has been their running game. Brian Robinson Jr., good day for him, 18 carries, 105 yards, uh, two catches for 20 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Falcons wide receiver Olamide Zacchaeus led the game in receiving here. Five catches, 91 yards on eight targets. Defensively, um, have to go with uh, Commander's defensive end Montez Sweat. Four tackles, two solos, one sack, two tackles for loss, and two QB hits. Commander's covered uh, minus three and a half, under 40 and a half. Jags 
What a win over the Ravens. 28-27 comeback effort for Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, and the Jags here in Jacksonville. I believe this one was. The Jags win their first ever game in franchise history, coming back from seven plus in the fourth quarter, or in the final minute of a game. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, great day for him. 29 of 37, 78.4%, 321 yards, three touchdowns. Did have the fumble, but uh, got the job done here. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, 16 of 32, 50% completion, 254 yards, a touchdown. 14 carries, 89 yards, and a fumble. Not that great of a day for him. Um, but uh, Ravens running back Gus Edwards led the game in rushing outside of Jackson. 16 carries, 52 yards, a touchdown, and a fumble. Jags wide receiver Zay Jones had himself a day, 11 receptions, 145 yards on 14 targets to lead the game in receiving. And uh, defensively, how about uh, Jags linebacker Foyasade Aluakon? 18 tackles, 13 of them solos, two tackles for loss. Great tackling performance by him, and good days by Marlon Humphrey and Clayus Campbell of Baltimore as well. Jags plus three over 43. Chargers, 25-24 over the Cardinals. Another great comeback um, in this one. Tre uh, Justin Herbert led the way here for L.A. 35-47, 74.5%, 274 yards, three touchdowns, um, four carries for 38 yards. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray, 18 of 29, 62.1%, 191 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Seven carries for 56 yards, and a, another touchdown there for Kyler. So good day for him. Accounting for all three of the Cards' touchdowns. Uh, also a good day for Cardinals running back James Conner against a porous run defense of the Chargers. 25 carries, 120 yards, a fumble, three catches for 20 yards, and a touchdown for James Conner there. Um, how about the day for Chargers running back Austin Eckler? Not very good rushing, five carries, 20 yards, but uh, receiving, he was a monster. 11 receptions, 60 yards, a touchdown on 15 targets. That's ridiculous for a running back in a game. Cardinals wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins led the game in receiving four catches, 87 yards, a touchdown on six targets. Chargers wide receiver DeAndre Carter also had double-digit targets here. Seven catches, 73 yards, a touchdown on 10 targets. Great game for him, filling in for Mike Williams. Defensively, I'm going to go with the bottom guy there. Cardinals defensive end Zach Allen, two tackles, one solo, one sack, one tackle for loss, one pass deflection, and four QB hits on Herbert Cardinals covered plus two and a half, even though they lost outright over 48 and a half by the hook. Raiders, what a game here. 40 to 34 over the Seahawks in overtime. Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith, 27 to 37, 73 percent, 328 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, five carries, 22 yards, and a fumble for Geno in this one. Uh, Derek Carr was very good, 25 of 36, 69.4%, 295 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, 
So uh, both quarterbacks having two turnovers there, two carries for 10 yards for Carr here. But the story of this game was Josh Jacobs. Uh, career day, 33 carries, 229 yards, two touchdowns, six receptions, 74 yards on seven targets there. So 283, or, or two, I should say, 303 total scrimmage yards on 39 touches for Josh Jacobs. That's just crazy. Um, Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker, not very good in this one. Rushing-wise, 14 carries, 26 yards. He did score two touchdowns, though. Also caught one ball for 13 yards. Uh, Seahawks. Wide receiver DK Metcalf led the game in receiving here. 11 receptions, 90 yards on 15 targets. A lot of targets for DK in this one. What is up, Danny? Hey, how you doing? I'm chilling, man. We're just going through here. you have any thoughts on uh, any of the games I already covered? Um, what have you covered here? Panthers. Let me go back to the script. Yeah, Panthers, Broncos. Uh, oh. Uh, how about Russell Wilson, man, getting yelled at on the sideline? I mean, he just needs to step it up. I don't know how much he really cares or if it's just a totality of what's going on there. With I don't know. I mean, he's the leader. He needs to be a leader. Um, is he acting like a leader? I don't know. But there needs to be changes over there. And I mean, Nathaniel, uh, was it Packers? O-line, or uh, offense coordinator. Can't yeah. think of the name, but anyways. Yeah, Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, yeah, Hackett, Hackett, Hackett. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, there needs to be big changes in Denver. I mean, they were projected to compete with the Chiefs, and they're not looking good <laughs> at all this season. But it's it's a leadership question, I, I believe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My Panthers getting the win, though, in that one. Uh, behind mm-hmm. Sam Darnold and interim head coach Steve Wilkes. Uh, yeah, Browns-Bucks in overtime there. Yeah, that was a good game. Um, I still see the Buccaneers maybe getting to the playoffs. I still think they're, you know, yeah, Brady. Um, so, I, you know, so I, <laughs> I still think they have a chance, but... The Browns with a good victory, and now you have Watson coming back. So let's see what they can do. I don't think they can make the playoffs, but we'll see. I mean, you never know. Yeah, they have had... season, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had uh, Bengals-Titans. Um, I didn't really think that game was anything special. No, but how about Joe Burrow without Jamar Chase? I mean, he's still getting it done. And, you know, I think that's... It's showing that he doesn't need that big-time wide receiver to pull out some victories. So it's it's a good look. It's a good look for him and the Bengals. Yeah, I hope they win the division, other, uh, not the Ravens. <laughs> but uh, Dolphins, Texans, Texans continue just to toil down there. I mean, the really only good thing they have when – Houston right now was Damian Pierce, and he hasn't actually been that good lately either. He's a rookie, yeah. so. Um, Mike White making his first start for the Jets this year. Bait in Chicago. I, he, yeah, I think Mike White 
is the I think he should be the starter in week one next year as well. And let I mean let's see what the Jets can do. They'll make the playoffs. I mean, I'm if they don't fall off a cliff or something, but Yeah. Um but um sorry, what'd you say? No, I said yeah. Yeah. I thought you said they are or they will. No, no, no. Like I mean they're the Jets. But no, I like Mike White. I mean and I think it's I think it's good at least for now to have him in there and yeah, Zach Wilson. I mean his press conference last week, that was crazy. Three points saying that he did nothing wrong. Come on, he did something wrong. I do agree what some people are saying though. Um that how how bad the Chicago defense is, that would have it would have been a, a great game for Zach Wilson to play in because it would have yeah. been much easier than playing the Patriots defense. <laughs> yeah, and how about – I mean, yeah. I mean, look at – like they're saying – they're praising Mike White now. Like what an amazing game. But they face the Bears. Like the Bears have a terrible defense. And so, you yeah. know, let's see what he, he does moving forward. I mean, I think they have Minnesota coming up. Yeah. And then, yeah, Vikings well, Yeah, so those two <laughs> – you seen the coin flip thing? First time that they <laughs> that they uh, got it wrong, which is crazy to think about. That's that's insane. But they got. I think the coin said they have wins versus Minnesota and Buffalo. <laughs> oh, tough. <laughs> um, you had uh, Taylor Heineke winning, uh, getting Washington their sixth win in seven games. Wow, I mean Washington is. Creeping up in the NFC East, that's it's great to see. But look, got the Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles to deal with, and and they're ooh, uh, tough. But maybe they can sneak in like the seven seed or something. Yeah, they moved into the playoff picture, uh, yep. into the seven seed currently, and uh, getting Chase Young back next week, yeah, I believe. That's gonna help a lot. Who do they play next week? Um, they play the NFC East rival. Yeah, I think they might have the Giants. Okay, that should be a good game. Mm, yeah, they're at the Giants. Oof. Um, Young's gonna be hungry. Might get Daniel Jones a lot. And then before uh, we get to this game, get back to this game on the screen here. We had two comebacks: Jags over the Ravens, Chargers over the Cardinals. Both last-second plays there. Hmm. Yep. Um, I mean, the Ravens obviously still have a chance in the AFC North. The Chargers, I don't know. I mean, they're six and five, which is good, but it seems like the Chargers are just mediocre this year. And I don't, in my opinion, I don't really see them making the playoffs. Yeah, even I mean, even though they're six and five. Um. So, and the Jags, nice win, but. Obviously, nothing's happening there. It was just a good moral victory for them, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to see what happens. Um, Chargers are going to have a tough time. All the teams are, uh, them, the Bengals and Ravens, with the uh, all four AFC East teams. And um, there's a lot of four and seven teams in the AFC mm-hmm. right now that we got to figure out who's going to. Who's gonna make make a push and try to get in, in or not? Yeah, maybe it is uh, the Jags. 
you think the Jags? I don't know. If Trevor Lawrence can play like that consistently. Yeah. And I he mean, has the last Jones two weeks. It's a great wide receiver. I'm kind of leaning towards the Browns, actually, with Watson coming back. I mean, yeah. he will be rusty a little bit, but, um, you know, they got weapons. They got Nick Chubb, obviously, and then Mark Cooper. So we'll see. I mean, yeah, I can see the Jags making it and squeezing themselves into the picture, but I can also see the Browns, too. I, it's a, it's a toss-up. I don't know about the Raiders, though. I've, I've never really liked the Raiders. I mean, their defense is terrible, and they rely on Devontae Adams way too much. Like, imagine facing a team that's going to, like, really double down on covering Devontae. Yeah, the Raiders are That's, that's all they have. Which is, well, Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs is great. Obviously, I have him on my fantasy and killed it. Killed it this week. I mean, that's one of the best running uh, games on the ground uh, in a long, long time. Yeah. Um, so back to this game. Uh, I already mentioned the quarterbacks and Jacobs and DK. Uh, Devontae Adams also had double-digit targets here. Seven catches, 74 yards, 11 targets for Vegas. Um, defensively, I got to go with my boy uh, Max Crosby. The Raiders, four tackles, three solos, one and a half sacks, one tackle for loss. Man had six QB hits on Geno Smith. That is a lot in one game for one guy. Um, but also got to put out uh, another defensive player here. Safety Quandre Diggs for the Seahawks. Uh, six tackles, five solos, two pass selections, and he picked off Derek Carr twice. Um, but, yeah, Seahawks lost two in a row now. Looking to uh, try to get back on track here going forward. They've lost their lead in the NFC West and now down a game to the 49ers. Yeah, the 49ers are going to be tough. It's going to be tough for the Seahawks to come back there, I feel like. Yeah, the uh, Raiders plus four uh, over 47.5. Easily 74 in this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, not 74 in this one. Chiefs 26-10 to 10 over the Rams. I didn't even watch this game um, because I was watching the Chargers game instead on uh, Sunday Ticket while uh, out to dinner. But uh, Patrick Mahomes, 27-42, 64.3%, 320 yards, a touchdown and a pick, four carries for 36 yards. Bryce Perkins in the stead of Matthew Stafford. It's uh, It was Bryce Perkins, yeah. 13 to 23, 56.5%, 100 yards, a touchdown, two picks, nine carries for 44 yards. The Rams have a million injuries, and, and I just, I agree with yeah. Someone told me, or I think I saw it on Twitter, that the Rams should just pack it up and, and go home at this point. Oh, yeah, they're done. Three and eight, they're done. Yeah, that, you know, it cups out. Stafford might not come back this season. Uh,. Donald got hurt in this game. Robinson's out for the year now. It's just, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but that's what injuries do. You know, that's just, that's just how well, sports work in general. If, you, if you're dealing with injuries, I mean, it can definitely, definitely bring you down. And that's what, it's, hap it's happening right 
here in front of our eyes with the Rams, Super Bowl champions, defending Super Bowl champions, and now, yeah. And it's a product of their own doing, their own demise, mm-hmm. though, because it's what happens when you have a team stacked full of veteran players uh, yep. and undrafted free agents because you don't have draft picks to draft guys that have better talent than the undrafted free agent guys. So, you know, you don't have the talent on the field, and when you have a bunch of veterans, more likely to get hurt than the younger guys are. So. <laughs> was that was that their plan all along, though? I mean, to, to get one uh, Super Bowl win and then just, you know, from here on out for That's, years? I don't, I'm not, I don't know how many years, but... It's what it sounds like. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's what in, it's what it's uh, looking like right here. But it's what bad organizations do. I mean, that's not that's not how you yeah, consistently and they're LA win. Too. I mean, they have plenty of money. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you look at the Chiefs. They've gone to four straight or three straight. I can't remember how many it's been AFC Championship games. And uh, but they have done it right, and they haven't mortgaged their future. They consistently have draft picks um, that have panned out relatively well and i mean you can even look at the eagles too not to uh to my own horn the my hometown but hometown team but you know winning if they would win the super bowl this year you know that'd be two super bowls in uh six seasons so i mean that's that's relatively good a 33.3 percent super bowl win rate over yeah. six seasons is pretty and they decent. thought that carson wentz was the future but yeah so, yeah, I mean, I don't agree with what the Rams have done. I thought the Chiefs were going to be like that uh, with the signing Patrick Mahomes contract, but they have not. They have uh, went through and got – continue to win. But um, Pacheco, a guy not drafted, an undrafted free agent that Brett Veach did find there, a uh, very good game here, 22 carries, 69 yards, a touchdown, one catch for 17 yards, led the game in rushing. Um, Travis Kelsey, who else led the game in receiving four catches, 57 yards, a touchdown on eight targets. And defensively, I'm going to go with the bottom guy there, Chiefs corner, Legereus Sneed. He was a draft pick of Kansas City. Seven tackles, five solos, one tackle for loss, two pass deflections, and a pick. Another draft pick there, Nick Bolton for the Chiefs had a nice game as well. Uh, the Chiefs did cover this game. Minus 15 and a half by the hook. Yeah. And uh, under 42 hit in this one. 49ers, 13-0 over the Saints. This was the uh, first time the Saints had been shut out since 2001. Wow. Um, 49ers are a different animal right now. Uh, yeah. Everyone's healthy. And... Their defense is outstanding. I was kind of surprised they only scored 13. I didn't um, watch this game, but was McCaffrey out there at all? Yeah, he was. Uh, he he was getting stopped. The same, like I said, I was surprised they only third scored 13 with how the offense has been rolling. But mm. the Saints' defense really held up. Their offense just couldn't get going. Um, mm. But, yeah, Mitchell did lead the game in rushing. Seven carries, 35 yards, two catches, eight yards there uh, for the Niners. Garoppolo... Again, like I said, has been rolling. 26-37, 70.3%, 222 yards, a touchdown. 
the red rifle on the other side, Andy Dalton, not so good, 18 to 29, 62.1%. 204 yards, uh, four carries for 21 yards. That's a lot of rushing yards that uh, don't usually see out of Dalton. But uh, yeah, he, Jimmy G is looking great. He's looking great. I think he's just he's just confident now. He has so many weapons. I mean, you got Brandon Ayuk, you got Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell's good. Like I mean, they they're looking great, and I think they will take the NFC West when it's all said and done. Trade Trey Lance. <laughs> they shouldn't, honestly. We can trade him to, to Green Bay. Want him? <laughs> Actually, I mean, let's see what Love does. But if Love doesn't pan out and we can get rid of Rodgers, maybe Rodgers will want to go to San Francisco and take Jimmy G's spot, and Jimmy G's going to have to sit on the bench once again. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Camaro really struggled in this game against the stout San Fran D. Uh, Seven carries, 13 yards. He fumbled twice. Uh, Passing game, he was pretty good, though. Six catches, 37 yards on seven targets. Uh, Niners wide receiver Brandon Ayuk led the game in receiving here. Five catches, 65 yards, eight targets. And then um, defensively, I'm going to go with uh, the bottom guy there, 49ers defensive end Nick Bosa. Who else? Three tackles, two solos, one sack, one tackle for loss, two QB hits. Uh, The Niners covered. Crazy that they only scored 13. They still covered eight and a half. And uh, under 43-and-a-half easily. That was, for all those that bet, that was probably the easiest under <laughs> of the century. <laughs> Sunday Night Football, the Philadelphia Eagles. Beating the I didn't watch this game, by the way. <laughs> the Bucks were on, Milwaukee Bucks. I was watching them because I knew we were going to lose. <laughs> I, just, I just had a feeling. This is how it is. 40 to 33 here for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts was just electric. 16 to 28, 57.1%, 153 yards, two touchdowns, 17 carries, 157 yards, broke the Eagles uh, quarterback rushing record, which was uh, Mike Vick. 157 yards in this one on the ground. Aaron Rodgers went out with injury uh, in the third quarter. Or, Fourth, third quarter, I think late third. Yeah. 11 of 16, 68.8%, 140 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, Jordan Love, pretty good. Coming in 6 of 9, 66.7%, 113 yards, a touchdown. Um, I'm excited for him. I'm, I'm so excited for Jordan Love. I hope he plays next week versus the Bears. Most, I don't think he will, but I hope he will. Most of that yardage, though, coming on a long Christian Watson yeah. touchdown. yeah. But if you if I saw a video either this morning or yesterday of every pass that he threw, he looked amazing on every pass. Yeah, he wasn't perfect, but there were some drop passes. Um, there was one down the sideline to Aaron Jones who should have caught it, didn't. But it looked it was it was like right in the basket. It was perfect. Um, and. I don't know. He just looks great. I'm so happy we have Christian Watson. I'm glad he's healthy now and is producing. Uh, go ahead with the stats. Sorry, but you good. I'm, I'm excited for the future. The uh, the Eagles' rushing attack, I mentioned Hurts, was uh, pretty unstoppable all night. Uh, 21 carries, 143 yards, 
Two touchdowns, three catches, 17 yards there for Miles Sanders. Another great night for him. Um, leading the game in receiving because of that long touchdown was Packers wide receiver Christian Watson. Four catches, 111 yards, a touchdown on six targets. Um, I was pissed because A.J. Brown fumbled for the second straight week. Um, mm-hmm. I understand he was dealing with a burst blood vessel in his right eye. That doesn't mean you can't hold the ball, AJ. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, four for, four for 46, touchdown on six targets and that fumble for Brown. Defensively, uh, how about uh, Packers linebacker Justin Hollins coming right off the practice? They Not even off the practice squad. They signed him uh, on uh, Thursday, I think. Mm-hmm. And he had, like, a, a day of practice on Friday to get ready. <laughs> yeah. Two tackles, I both mean, solos, a sack, two tackles for lost QB hit there. I mean, we had some injuries, but, I mean, also they went with uh, rookies and Quay Walker. I mean, yeah, you can see here he has 11, he had 11 tackles. Nice. But, um, you know, I was listening to um, a local sports radio well, podcast uh, that talks mostly about the Packers. Um, and, you know, Quay Walker was drafted to be that guy to uh, to get to the quarterback, um, to be that spy. And, I mean, yeah, he's a rookie, but to allow 157 yards to the quarterback and then also <laughs> on top of that, the running game too. I mean, it's just, it's just going to show, like, how terrible, terrible our defense is. And it should have been one of the top defenses in the league, but – Joe Barry needs to go. He needs he needs to get out of there. I mean, he's costing us all these games. So it's it sucks. A lot of, a lot of guys are just not they're not wanting to be there. It seems like they, they they just everyone's just down on themselves and it's just not looking good at all. 363 total rushing yards yeah. by Awful. the Eagles. Awful. Um but I mean this just goes to show it's another way the Eagles found a way to win a shootout in Philly. You know, they've won defensive performances like they did uh, last week against the Colts, 17-16. Um, you know, they can win shootout. They can win throwing the ball. They can win running the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it shows how, how efficient and uh, dynamic the Eagles' offense is. Uh, I got to get some work on special teams and defense because they allowed uh, – I don't remember what his first name is, but Nixon – um, Packers. Oh yeah, Keyshawn Nixon, kick returner. Yeah, loud yeah. a bunch of big returns on, on him. But uh, got to get that short up, and then uh, I mean I'm not worried about the defense. We'll, we'll get uh, we'll get Jordan Davis back. That'll shore up the run defense, and then uh, if we can get that stopped, I don't think uh, there's much else that uh, defense needs to do. And Reed Blankenship, I don't have him on here, but. Undrafted rookie out of Mid Tennessee came in uh, first first play uh, or first uh, first couple plays picked off Aaron Rodgers, uh, mm-hmm. which was just crazy good play on a read there. Um, but yeah, I'm ex- I was excited about him when he came out there the draft this year. Went undrafted, but I was happy the Eagles signed him and um, happy that he's the guy that that gets to fill C.J. Gardner Johnson's shoes while he's out for a little bit. Uh, the Eagles covered this one by the hook, minus six and a half. 
and uh, over 46 easily, 73 in this game. I'm going to switch here, go back to the beginning uh, of the show here, and uh, get to college football. The uh, So Friday we had a, a couple of games before the, the show here. Or, or during the show that we didn't uh, cover on Friday. So NC State getting the upset in o- double overtime, 30-27 to 27 over number 17, North Carolina. Uh, ben Finley, that's Ryan Finley's brother, uh, former NFL quarterback, 27 of 40, 67.5%, 271 yards, two touchdowns. Drake May struggled the last uh, two games. They've lost two in a row now going into the – ACC championship game against Clemson this weekend. Uh, Freshman's been having some issues. 29 of 49, 59.2%, 233 yards a touchdown, a pick, 14 carries, 32 yards a touchdown. But uh, I still love Drake May. I'm excited for him to come out uh, possibly as early as um, 2024 uh, since he's a redshirt freshman. But... um, UNC running back Elijah Green led the game in rushing 24 carries, 83 yards, a touchdown, four catches for 20 yards. And then you had uh, NC State wide receiver Devin Carter leading the game in receiving. Six catches, 130 yards, a touchdown. A lot of great defensive performances here. Uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, NC State. My guy Drake, linebacker Drake Thomas. Ten tackles, seven solos, one sack, two tackles for loss, three QB hurries. Um, that Wolfpack defense really had a nice game, uh, limiting the high-powered UNC offense here. I think Clemson's got the ACC in the bag, though. Yeah. Even with the loss to South Carolina, which we'll get to. Uh, NC State plus five over a 56 by the hook, or by one. I mean, there's a lot of very close spreads this week in college football. It was, it was really weird. And overs, too. Um, over-unders. Uh, the other game that was going on during the show on Friday, Missouri 29-27 over Arkansas. The Tigers are going bowling for Eli Drinkwitz. Uh, Brady Cook for the Tigers, 16 of 26, 61.5%, 242 yards touchdown, 18 carries, 138 yards a touchdown. You usually see those rushing stats flipped for those two quarterbacks. <laughs> you don't think running the ball when you think Brady Cook. You think running the ball when you look at K.J. Jefferson. But Cook yeah. ran uh, a lot in this game. Uh Arkansas quarterback K.J. Jefferson, though, 20 of 27, pretty efficient, 74.1%. Uh, 212 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, 19 carries, 38 yards, a touchdown. This was pretty good game overall. I watched some of it, um, but not not all of it there. Missouri running back Cody Schrader led the game in rushing outside of Cook. 18 carries, 87 yards, a touchdown, two catches, minus five yards. And then Missouri wide receiver Dominic Lovett, six catches, 130 yards, led the game in receiving. Um, defensively, I'm going to go with Missouri. Defensive lineman Isaiah McGuire, uh, five tackles, three solos, two sacks, two tackles for loss. But again, uh, we were covering 
all of the uh, all of the the five and six teams this week. Let's see who who got into a bowl game and not. Hey Rusty, I'm gonna head out. But uh, before I go, who are your playoff teams for college? Uh, well, I think the playoff show is about to start in like an hour. Um, but yeah, uh, Georgia, obviously my good dogs, number one. Michigan moves up to two. I think they just move up. Uh, Michigan to two, um, t- TCU to three, and then USC slides up to four. Yep. With a potential Pac-12 championship. Yep. Definitely. I'm pulling for TCU. <laughs> Which USC, uh, as a Georgia fan, they're the team I'm scared of. Um, really? The only thing is, the only thing with USC, they really don't have a defense. Their defense is pretty bad when they face mm-hmm. high-powered offenses like UCLA. Um, so, yeah, that's the only thing. Their Achilles heels, their defense, but yeah, we'll have to see. It'll be good. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Um, finally, in Alabama. Yeah, yeah. One more week, uh, conference championship weekend, and then we get the uh, final CFP rankings. Yep. All right, man. You have a good one. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Sure. Bye. Uh, the. Mizzou, plus three in this one, over 55 again by one point here. How about the Huskers? Nebraska, 24-17 to 17 over Iowa to shut the Hawkeyes' Big Ten chances out. Um, Nebraska quarterback Casey Thompson, 20 of 30, 66.7%. 278 yards, three touchdowns. Iowa played two quarterbacks, uh, Spencer Petras, was absolutely atrocious. One of six, 16.7%, nine yards, a fumble. At least Alex Padilla came in and gave the the Hawkeyes a little bit of life on offense. 16 of 33, 48.5%, 141 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Also fumbled it once, so the turnovers were, again, just killing the Hawkeye offense. What didn't kill the Hawkeye offense, though, was uh, running back Caleb Johnson led the game in rushing 16 carries, 109 yards, a touchdown, so pretty good there. Nebraska wide receiver Trey Palmer, very good game through the air for him. Nine catches, 165 yards, two touchdowns late in the game in receiving. Defensively, uh, I'm going to go with Iowa defensive lineman Noah Shannon. Six tackles, four solos, one sack, two and a half tackles for loss. Nebraska plus 10 and a half, uh, over 38. Number 18, UCLA, 35-28 over Cal. Closer than a lot of people thought this game was going to be. Cal's been fighting most of the season, though. Uh, Cal quarterback Jack Plummer, what a day for him. 24 of 34, 70.6%, 294 yards, four passing touchdowns for him. Great day for Plummer. Uh, DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson for UCLA, 21 of 30, 70%, 189 yards, a touchdown. 14 carries, 88 yards, two touchdowns. Great rushing day for DTR. Also, great rushing day for their running back, uh, Zach Charbonnet. 24 carries, 119 yards, a touchdown. Four receptions, 22 yards for the Bruins. Um, And my guy, uh, Jaden Ott, dude. This kid is going to be very good for Cal coming up next year in his sophomore year. 
true freshman this year, but 13 carries, 55 yards, a fumble, eight catches, 51 yards, and a touchdown. Make sure to uh, keep his name uh, present in your mind coming into 2023. Uh, Cal wide receiver Jeremiah Hunter led the game in receiving eight catches, 153 yards, two touchdowns, and a fumble. And uh, defensively, uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, why not the uh, Cal safety Daniel Scott, 16 tackles, 12 solos, one tackle for loss, one pass deflection. Good day for him. And I know uh, my boys would love for me to pronounce the uh, leading tackler in this game, Cal linebacker Oluwafemi Oladejo there, 17 tackles, seven solos, a half a tackle for loss. Cal, plus 11, covered over 62 and a half. Uh, again, by the hook there, 63 in this game. This game was absolutely stunning. Number 16, Florida State, 45-38 over Florida. Sunshine showdown here. Jordan Travis was fantastic, 13 of 30. Uh, the passing efficiency wasn't very good, 13 of 30, 43.3%, 270 yards, a touchdown. But his scrambling and the rushing statistics, 15 carries, 83 yards, two touchdowns, a very good day for him and the Seminoles. Anthony Richardson, on the other hand, was not very good. Again, efficiency wasn't there. The touchdowns were, though. 9 of 27, 33.3%. 198 yards, three touchdowns, a pick, 10 carries per 41 yards. Uh, the ground game was very good for both teams. Florida running back Trevor ATM, Travis's brother, 17 carries, 129 yards, a touchdown. And then how about the night for Florida State running back Trey Benson, 20 carries, 111 yards, three touchdowns, two receptions for 51 yards. Florida wide receiver Ricky Pearsall led the game in receiving five catches, 148 yards, two touchdowns for Ricky there. Um, and defensively, I'm going to go with uh, Florida State defensive back Shaheen Brown, seven tackles, two solos, a half a sack, half a tackle for loss, and two pass deflections. Florida covered plus nine and a half. Over 58 easily, 83 in that game. Last game on Friday night there, Fresno State 32-0 over Wyoming. Jake Hayner was good, 21 of 32, 65.6%, 183 yards, a touchdown. Andrew Peasley in that uh, Cowboy offense was terrible. Um, 12 of 29 at 41.4%, 104 yards, two picks. Uh, Wyoming running back Titus Swen led the game in r rushing 24 carries, 75 yards. And then uh, Jordan Mims for the Bulldogs there. Good, great night for him. 16 carries, 52 yards, three touchdowns, one catch for seven yards. Uh, Fresno State wide receiver Zane Pope led the game in receiving six for 83. And then uh, defensively, I'm going to go with uh, Fresno State defensive back Carlton Johnson, seven tackles. Six solos, one tackle for loss, two pass deflections. And then, of course, again, another great name, Wyoming defensive end, Oluwasei Omotosho, eight tackles, two solos, one sack, one tackle for loss, and one Q 
QB hurry. Fresno State cover minus 14, under 50 and a half easily. Saturday, go dogs. Number one, Georgia completed their undefeated regular season for the second straight year. 12-0, 37-2, 14 over Georgia Tech. Uh, tough start. They were down 7-0 and then 7-3. But they came back, got it done, got the 20-point win here. Quarterback Zach Gibson for Tech, 19-35, 54.3%, 191 yards. Um, Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett, 10-18, 55.6%, 140 yards, two touchdowns, five carries. For 21 yards. Uh, Carson Beck came in the game at four steps in late and did not do well. One of two, 50%, three yards, one fumble. Uh, Georgia running back Kenny McIntosh, great day for him. 12 carries, 86 yards, a touchdown, and two receptions for 96 yards. Uh, how about the day for Georgia Tech running back Dante Smith as well? 10 carries, 34 yards, four receptions, 28 yards, and then he threw a 24-yard touchdown late as well. Uh, Georgia Tech wide receiver Nate McCollum led the game in receiving six catches, 65 yards. And uh, defensively, got to go with Georgia defense back Kylie Keeley Ringo. Uh, five tackles, four solos, three pass deflections. Georgia Tech covered plus 36 and a half, easily over 49. The game and number three, Michigan routing number two, Ohio State, 45-23 at the Horseshoe in Columbus. C.J. Stroud for the, for the Buckeyes, 31 of 48, 64.6%, 349 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy, uh, it was the big pass, the, the massive passing plays. They hit uh, three or four 60-plus plays, uh, 12 of 24, 50%, 263 yards, three touchdowns. Six carries, 27 yards, and another score there. Great day for him. Uh, also very good day for Michigan running back Donovan Edwards. Just absolutely dominant on the ground. 22 carries, 216 yards, two touchdowns, two catches for nine yards. Blake Corum played two snaps, uh, was not a fish, efficient, still injured there. Two carries, six yards, I believe, was his day. Um, Michigan wide receiver Cornelius Johnson, the beneficiary of a couple of those big passing plays, four catches, 160 yards, two touchdowns. Ohio State also had two 100-yard receivers here. Amika Igbuka, nine catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. And Marvin Harrison Jr., seven receptions, 120 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, got to go with uh, Ohio State defensive end Zach Harrison, four tackles, all of them solos, one tackle for loss, two pass deflections, and a QB hurry. Michigan. Plus nine over 56 easily. And as I referenced before, South Carolina 31 30 upset over number eight Clemson, crushing their 40 game home win streak, the longest active in college football. Uh, Spencer Rattler was dominant again at 25 of 39, 64.1%, 360 yards, two touchdowns. Did throw two picks, but it didn't hurt him in the end. Um, and got one rushing touchdown as well. DJ Uyunglele struggled mightily in this game. 8 of 29, 27.6%, 99 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. 12 carries, 51 yards, and a rushing touchdown as well. Uh, luckily for him, Clemson stayed in it thanks to running back Will Shipley. 15 carries, 132 yards, a touchdown, two receptions for 13 yards. South Carolina wide receiver Antoine Wells 
Jr. Uh, led the game in receiving nine catches, 131 yards, two touchdowns there. And uh, defensively, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on two guys here. How about actually just one, just one guy? How about the day for Clemson linebacker Jeremiah Trotter Jr. His dad was an excellent Philadelphia Eagle, but uh, eight tackles, five solos, one sack, two and a half tackles for loss, one pass deflection, and a 35 yard pick six. Uh, South Carolina plus 14 went outright over 53. Army, one win away in two weeks against Navy from a bowl berth there. 44-7, drubbing over UMass. Brady Olson for UMass here, 13-24, 54.2%, 145 yards, two picks, a fumble. Turnovers killed the Minutemen all day. Uh, Army quarterback Tyre Tyler, 2 of 2, 100%, 67 yards. Uh, 11 carries, 101 yards, and three rushing touchdowns. Great day for Tyler there in the triple option. Uh, Black Knight offense. Uh, outside of Tyler, Army quarterback Bryson Daly led the game in rushing. Six carries, 79 yards, a touchdown. Uh, also want to mention my guy, Army running back Jacoby Buchanan. Love him. Eight, 11 carries, 46 yards, two touchdowns as well. Uh, UMass wide receiver Cameron Sullivan Brown led the game in receiving six catches, 48 yards. And defensively, I'm going to go with Army linebacker Andre Carter, the second, three tackles, one solo, one and a half tackles for loss, and one QB hurry. Also, want to mention UMass linebacker Jalen Mackey. What a day for him 19 total tackles, four solos, one tackle for loss. Army covered minus 20 over 45 and a half thanks to the UMass touchdown. Talk about a drubbing by Army, drubbing by James Madison, 47-7 over Coastal Carolina. Uh, Todd Centeo, the Dukes were fantastic, 17 of 32, 53.1%, 287 yards, four touchdowns, uh, six carries, 25 yards, and another touchdown there as well. Uh, Coastal has been so-so without Grayson McCall. Uh, Jarrett Guest got the start in this one, 10 of 23, 43.5%, 99 yards, a touchdown, and a pick, 14 carries, 26 yards, and a fumble for Guest in this one. Uh, unfortunately for James Madison, this game uh, did not have any meaning. Uh, they are ineligible for the Sun Belt Championship being their first year in the FBS. Otherwise, they would have advanced and uh, gone to Troy, Alabama, which we'll talk about um, in a sec. But uh, Percy Aguia Obese for the Dukes, seven carries, 79 yards. He led the game in rushing, um, leading the game in receiving. James Madison wide receiver Devin Ravenel, uh, five catches, 102 yards, two touchdowns there. And uh, defensively, got to go with JMU defensive lineman Jamari Edwards, five tackles, four solos, two sacks, three and a half tackles for loss. James Madison covered minus 15.5 over 53, thanks to the coastal touchdown by one. South Alabama, 27-20 comeback win over Old Dominion. Hayden Wolf uh, for the Monarchs here, 21-36, 58.3%, 285 yards, two touchdowns. Bradley Carter of the Jags, 17-29, 58.6%, 190 yards, three touchdowns, a pick, five carries, 22 yards. South Alabama did everything they in their power to uh, advance to the Sun Belt Championship game. Just could not get that loss from Troy. 
unfortunately, for my Jags here. Uh, Old Dominion running back Blake Watson led the game in rushing 18 carries, 110 yards, 6 catches, 88 yards a touchdown, 189 yards on 24 touches there for Watson. Pretty nice day for him. Uh, ODU wide receiver Amarian Granger led the game in receiving 5 catches, 71 yards. Defensively, I'm going to go with uh, South Alabama safety Yam Banks. Seven tackles, four solos, a half a tackle for loss, three pass deflections, and a QB hurry. Old Dominion covered plus 17, over under 47 pushed. Western Kentucky also, just like USA, doing their part uh, to get into the Conference USA Championship. Unfortunately for them, could not get the loss from North Texas. Uh, but they did beat FAU 32-31 in overtime. Austin Reed was fantastic, 28 of 52, 53.8%, 410 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, six carries, 18 yards, a touchdown, and a fumble. Uh, FAU quarterback Nikosi Perry, decent, 27 of 39, 69.2%, 283 yards, two touchdowns, 11 carries for 32 yards. Uh, 200-yard rushers in this game, FAU running back Larry McCammon, uh, 16 carries, 127 yards, two touchdowns, five catches for 48 yards. And then uh, WKU running back Davion Irvin Poindexter, 17 carries, 108 yards, one catch for 29 yards. Uh, two 100-yard receivers for Western Kentucky here, wide receiver Malachi Corley, eight receptions, 127 yards, two touchdowns for him. And then wide receiver Jalen Hall, eight receptions, 118 yards, and a touchdown as well. FAU wide receiver Jamal Edrine, uh, Edrine also scoring twice on three catches for 44 yards. Defensively, got to go with FAU defensive back Damon Hill. Uh, eight tackles, four solos, one tackle for loss, four pass deflections. Great day for Hill in a loss. FAU covered plus 7.5, over 62 by 1. Kent State. Uh, denying Buffalo's a bowl bid in this game, 30-27 to 27 in overtime. Cole Snyder for the Bulls, 20 of 28, 71.4%, 165 yards. Uh, Kent played three quarterbacks, which was really weird, but Tommy U- Ulatowski, uh 6 of 11, 54.5%, 102 yards, one touchdown, four carries for 21 yards. Devin Cardman, 5 of 18, 27.8%, 25 yards a pick. Terrible day for Cardman. And then Colin Schley as well, 2 of 4, 50%, 14 yards, 5 carries, 44 yards. Uh, Kent State running back Marquez Cooper led the game in rushing, 30 carries, 145 yards, 2 touchdowns, 1 catch for 1 yard, and he threw a 9-yard pass as well. Uh, Buffalo quarterback Matt Myers, also a 100-yard rushing day, 21 carries, 109 yards, 3 touchdowns on the ground. Great day for Myers there. Kent wide receiver Devontae Walker led the game in receiving five catches, 84 yards, a touchdown. And then uh, defensively, I think I'm going to go with uh, Kent State defensive lineman Savon Taylor Davis, six tackles, three solos, two sacks, two and a half tackles for loss, and one pass deflection. Buffalo still have one more chance to become bowl eligible. They play Akron this weekend. Kent State plus four and a half over. 51. I mentioned North Texas earlier. They won to get to the Conference USA Championship game against UTSA. 21-17 over Rice. And, I mean, I was so close, man. I picked the Owls 
as a 14-point underdog. And uh, they almost came through, almost got bowl eligible. Unfortunately, they did not get it done. But um, Rice quarterback A.J. Padgett, 13-22, 59.1%, 229 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. 14 carries, 26 yards, and a fumble. Um, UNT quarterback Austin Allen, 16 of 29, 55.2%, 203 yards, two touchdowns. North Texas running back Ikeka Ragsdale had a 100-yard day for uh, 17 carries, 122 yards, a touchdown, five catches, 59 yards, and another score as well. Um... Leading the game in receiving, Rice wide receiver Braylon Walker, four catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, got to go with uh, North Texas linebacker Katie Davis, 13 tackles, four solos, one tackle for loss, one QB hurry, and a pick. Rice, like I said, uh, covered plus 14.5, under 57 easily. Kentucky getting the upset over number 25, Louisville. 26-13, Will Levis, 11-19, of 57.9%, 188 yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers for Will Levis. Good day for him. Uh, Louisville played two quarterbacks, uh, Brock Doman, 14-21, 66.7%, 129 yards, one touchdown, a pick, and a fumble. And then Malik Cunningham, 3-6, of 50%, 16 yards, a pick, and a rushing touchdown. Didn't get to watch this one, so not sure who... Uh, got the start, but um, Cunningham and Doman playing here. Their uh, running back, Jawar Jordan, had another nice day in a loss, 22 carries, 145 yards, as did uh, Chris Rodriguez for Kentucky, 24 carries, 120 yards. Louisville wide receiver Tyler Hudson led the game in receiving, six catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown. And uh, defensively, I'm going to go with uh, Kentucky defensive tackle Deion Walker, uh, six tackles, one solo, half a sack, one tackle for loss, two QB hurries. Kentucky covered minus three and a half, under 42 and a half. The Iron Bowl, number seven, Alabama, getting it done easily over Auburn, 49-27, uh, denying Auburn a bowl bid. Bryce Young for the Tide, 20 of 30, 66.7%, 343 yards, three touchdowns a pick, five carries, 48 yards, and another score there. Uh, Auburn quarterback Robbie Ashford, 11 of 23, 47.8%, 77 yards, a touchdown, uh, 17 carries, 121 yards, two touchdowns, big rushing day for Ashford there. Auburn running back Jarquez Hunter led the game in rushing, 11 carries, 134 yards, a fumble, three catches for 15 yards. Leading the game in receiving was Alabama wide receiver Jermaine Burton, three catches, 87 yards. Defensively have to go with the man, Alabama linebacker Will Anderson Jr., five tackles, four solos, two sacks, three tackles for loss, two QB hurries. Alabama minus 22 pushed over 51 easily. 76 in that game. How about the Beavers? Number 21, Oregon State. 38-34 over number nine. Oregon upset in the Civil War in Corvallis. Bo Nix for Oregon was pretty good. 27 of 41, 65.9%, 327 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Oregon State quarterback Ben Goldbranson wasn't that great. 6 of 13, 46.2%, 60 yards, two picks. But he did score two rushing touchdowns. It was the rushing game. It was the running game for Oregon State all day that led to this win 
and their defense, by the way. Damian Martinez for the Beavers, 15 carries, 103 yards, led the game in rushing. Uh, and then you also had Oregon State running back Isaiah Newell, two carries, 21 yards, two touchdowns on the day for him. Uh, leading the game in receiving was Oregon wide receiver Chase Coda, nine catches, 136 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, I'm going to go with Oregon State linebacker Kyrie Fisher-Morris. Uh, 11 tackles, four solos, one tackle for loss, two pass deflections, and a QB hurry. Oregon State covered. They were actually favorites, minus one. Over 57, easily. Illinois, doing their job, just could not get the loss that they needed uh, from Purdue. But uh, 41-3, drubbing over Northwestern. Tommy DeVito for the Illini, 12 of 18, 66.7%, 136 yards a pick, one rushing touchdown as well. Northwestern played two quarterbacks, Cole Freeman, 12 of 22, 54.5%, 93 yards, four picks, terrible day, six turnovers for the Northwestern offense, seven carries, 32 yards, and a fumble. Jack Lausch came in four of eight, 50%, 68 yards. He threw a pick as well. Uh, Illinois running back Reggie Love, the third, led the game in rushing, 11 carries, 83, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Um, leading the game in receiving was Northwestern's wide receiver Malik Washington, seven catches, 56 yards. Defensively, how about the day for Illinois defensive back Sidney Brown? Six tackles, four solos, uh, one fumble recovery, two picks, sixes, uh, or two picks, two touchdowns. One was a uh, on the fumble recovery, thirty-nine yards, and one on the uh, on a, one of his two picks, fifty-three yards to the house as well. Also, Illinois defensive back Devin Weatherspoon, four tackles, two solos. He had two picks as well. Illinois covered easily minus 14.5, over 38 by themselves. Mentioned Purdue, they got their win that they needed based off the Iowa loss on Friday. Purdue gets this win, heads wins the Big Ten West, and heads to the Big Ten Championship game on Saturday. 30-16 over Indiana. Aiden O'Connell was pretty good, 18-29, 62.1%, 290 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Indiana's quarterback Connor Bazelak, 24 of 42, 57.1%, 201 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Uh, what was working for Indiana in this one, though, was running back Jalen Lucas. Nine carries, 100 yards even, one touchdown, five catches, minus one yard. Uh, Purdue running back Devin Mockaby, also just shy of a 100-yard game, 15 carries, 99 yards, a touchdown, five catches for 58 yards. Leading the game in receiving was Purdue wide receiver Charlie Jones, four catches, 143 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, have to go with Purdue corner Corey Trice, eight tackles, five solos, one tackle for loss, and an eight-yard pick six. Also, Indiana linebacker Alfred Bryant had a nice day, three tackles, all of them solos, two sacks, three tackles for loss. Purdue covered minus 10, under 53. What a good game we had in this one. Pair of seven and four teams. Duke getting it done 34-31 over Wake Forest, though. Riley Leonard, very good day for both quarterbacks. 29 of 41, 70.7%, 391 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick. Seven carries for 15 yards. Sam Hartman for Wake here, 26 of 42, 61.9%, 347 yards, three touchdowns, a pick, nine carries, 33 yards. Duke running back Jaquez Moore led the game in rushing uh, six carries, 62 yards. How about the receiving day for Moore? 
eight catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Speaking of receiving performances, 200-yard days here for Duke wide receivers Jalen Calhoun and Samir Higgins. Uh, Calhoun, 11 receptions, 174 yards, and a touchdown. Higgins, eight catches, 139 yards, two touchdowns for him. Defensively, I'm going to go with the bottom guy there, Duke defensive tackle Dwayne Carter, four tackles, one solo, one sack, uh, two tackles for loss, and a QB hurry. Duke plus three, under 67 and a half. The Trojans, Troy, beating up on Arkansas State, 48-19 to to reach the Sun Belt Championship game. James Blackman for the Red Wolves here, 20 of 35, 57.1%, 220 yards a pick, 10 carries for 10 yards and a touchdown. Gunnar Watson for Troy, not very effective in this one, 9 of 15, 60%, 144 yards a touchdown a pick, and a fumble. Also, Arkansas State played two other quarterbacks, A.J. Mayer, uh, hit his only pass for a one-yard touchdown throw. And then Jackson Daly, he threw his only pass to the other team uh, and was a pick. The story of this game, though, was a Troy running back, Kimani Vidal. Uh, amazing performance, 33 carries, 208 yards, four rushing touchdowns, a quadruple burger there, one catch for zero yards. Um Leading the game in receiving Troy wide receiver Rajay Johnson, three catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, have to go with Troy corner Reddy Stewart, two tackles, both solos, one pass deflection, two picks, one of them being a 67-yard pick six. Troy covered easily minus 14.5, over 44 by themselves. UAB 37 to 27 over Louisiana Tech. The Blazers are going bowling. Jack Turner for the Bulldogs 15 to 25, 60%, 167 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Five carries for 20 yards there. Uh, also, Louisiana Tech played Landry Liddy 9 of 17, 52.9% for 80 yards. UAB quarterback Dylan Hopkins, a decent day for him, 7 of 14, 50%, 91 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. But again, this game was uh, a running back game here. The rushing attack for UAB was outstanding. Dwayne McBride, 16 carries, 272 yards, and a touchdown. Ridiculous, 17 yards per carry there. Also ridiculous, Louisiana Tech running back Charvis Thornton, 8 carries, 132 yards, and a touchdown, 16.5 yards per carry there. Uh, UAB running back Jermaine Brown Jr., he went over 100 as well. 22 carries, 119 yards, two touchdowns for that Blazer back. Uh, and then UAB wide receiver Trey Shropshire led the game in receiving one catch for 74 yards and a touchdown. Uh, defensively, I'm going to go with, uh, how about UAB linebacker Raynard Ellis? 18 tackles, 11 of them solos, a half a sack. One and a half tackles for loss and a pass deflection. Also want to mention UAB wide receiver Luke Purser, 14-yard blocked punt return for a touchdown. Louisiana Tech, though, did cover plus 18 over 55 and a half. UTSA, the host of the Conference USA Championship game this weekend, 34-31 comeback effort over UTEP, uh, crushing the Miners' hopes of a bowl bid. Frank Harris for the Roadrunners here, 16 of 22, 72.7%, 382 yards, three touchdowns, 12 carries, 14 yards. Great passing day for Harris here. 
UTEP quarterback Calvin Brown holds 11 of 24, 45.8%, 189 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, 10 carries, 51 yards, and a rushing score as well. Uh, UTEP running back Ronald Awat led the game in rushing, 13 carries, 79 yards. Uh, leading the game in receiving, UTSA wide receiver Taiki Ogle-Kellogg, four catches, 142 yards, a touchdown. Also over 100 yards was wide receiver Zachary Franklin for the Roadrunners, seven carry receptions, 126 yards, a touchdown. And then just shy of a 100-yard day here was UTEP wide receiver Tyron Smith, four catches, 99 yards, and a score. Defensively, got to go with my guy, UTSA linebacker Dadrian Taylor, Three tackles, all of them solos, and a 73-yard pick six. UTEP covered plus 16.5 over 56.5. Number four, TCU undefeated Horn Frogs, 62-14, annihilation of Iowa State. Max Duggan, 17 to 24, 70.8%, 212 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Chandler Morris came in for him later in the game, 5 of 6, 83.3%, 34 yards, a touchdown as well. Two quarterbacks for Iowa State here Hunter Deckers, 12 of 24, 50%, 106 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Rocco Becht, 7 of 13, 53.8%, 65 yards, and a pick. Uh, Iowa State running back Eli Sanders led the game in rushing seven carries, 91 yards. TCU running back Kendry Miller scoring twice on the day, 15 carries, 72 yards, those two touchdowns, and one catch for 12 yards. Leading receiver in this one was Iowa State tight end Deshaun Hanika, three catches, 49 yards, and a score. And then TCU wide receiver Jordan Hudson caught two, two balls for 15 yards and scored on both. Defensively, two guys here, TCU corner Josh Newton, four tackles, all of them solos, two pass deflections, and a 57-yard pick six. And then uh, safety, TCU safety, Millard Bradford, uh, Millard Bradford, two tackles, both of them solos, and a 36-yard pick six. TCU covered easily minus 9.5, over 45.5 by themselves. Number 11, Penn State, 10-win season for James Franklin, 35-16 to uh, 16 over Michigan State, denying uh, Mel Tucker and the Spartans a bull bid. Peyton Thorne for those Spartans, 24-43, of 43, 55.8%, 229 yards, a touchdown, a pick, and a rushing touchdown. How about the day for Sean Clifford on senior day? 19-24, 79.2%, ultra-efficient, 202 yards, Four passing touchdowns for him. Great night for Clifford. Katron Allen, the freshman uh, running back, led the game in rushing. 21 carries, 82 yards, three catches for 24 yards. Leading the game in receiving, Michigan State wide receiver Keon Coleman, eight catches, 91 yards. And then how about the night for Penn State wide receiver Keandre Lambert-Smith, five catches, 83 yards, a touchdown, and he threw a 48-yard touchdown as well. Uh, one of those... Uh, that touchdown went to Penn State tight end Theo Johnson, who had a nice night on senior night. Three catches, 62 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, and also want to mention Michigan State wide receiver Jaden Reed, six catches, 36 yards, and he fumbled twice. Defensively, two guys I want to mention. Penn State linebacker Abdul Carter, very excited for his future. Seven tackles, five solos, two sacks, three tackles for loss. And then corner Kalen King for the Nittany Lions as well. Four tackles, all of them solos, 
one tackle for loss, five pass deflections, and a pick. Great night for Kalen King. Penn State minus 19 pushed under 54 and a half. Number 14, Utah crushing Colorado 63 to 21. Uh, Utah quarterbacks went wild here. And Cameron Rising, 17 of 19, 89.5% completion. That's ridiculous. 231 yards, 34 yards, three touchdowns, one carry for 13 yards. Also, Bryson Barnes, 4 of 5, 80%, 45 yards, touchdown, and a pick, two carries for 62 yards. Colorado played quarterback Maddox Kopp, 15 of 28, 53.6%, 123 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Utah quarterback Jaquindon Jackson led the game in rushing 10 carries, 117 yards, three touchdowns for the Utah quarterback. Very nice night for him. Um, leading the game in receiving was Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid, five catches, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, I'm going to go with uh, Utah safety Sione Vaki, uh, four tackles, all of them solos, two tackles for loss, and a pass deflection. Utah covered a minus 30 over 52 by themselves. How about the Golden Eagles going bowling? Southern Miss 20 to 10 over UL Monroe. Trey Lowe for Southern Miss. 10 of 16, 62.5%, 170 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Chandler Rogers for the Warhawks here, 17 of 27, 63%, 122 yards, a touchdown. 14 carries for 48 yards. And my guy Frank Gore Jr. just continues to be the entire offense for Southern Miss. 24 carries, 199 yards, a touchdown in this one. Two catches, 26 yards. And, of course, he throws a, at least one pass every game. He completed his only throw for 13 yards. Southern Miss wide receiver Latrell Jones led the game in receiving. One catch, 59 yards. And defensively, going to go with um, Southern Miss linebacker Santrell Latham. Six tackles, one solo, one sack, one and a half tackles for loss, two QB hurries. So their mess cover, minus three, under 50. Louisiana going bowling as well. They beat up on uh, my Texas State Bobcats, 41-13. That one uh, and Vandy were, were terrible picks for me, which we'll see. Uh, but Chandler Fields for the Raging Cajuns, 16-26, 61 half percent 187 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, five carries, 28 yards. Louisiana also played quarterback Zeon Chris, uh, 5 of 6, 83.3%, 84 yards, and a touchdown. Texas State quarterback Lane Hatcher, 13 of 27, 48.1%, 133 yards, and a pick. Uh, it wasn't for lack of trying, though, from Lincoln Perret uh, for the Bobcats, 28 carries, 221 yards rushing, one touchdown, and one three-yard reception as well. Uh, leading the game in receiving here, he's listed as a quarterback, so that's what I put him down as. Louisiana quarterback Lance Legendre, uh, four catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, got to go with Texas State safety DeJordan Mask, five tackles, a half a tackle for loss, one pass deflection, and a pick. Louisiana covered easily, minus five, 
over 44. How about Georgia Southern Eagles going bowling as well? 51-48 over Appalachian State in double overtime. Great game. I watched this one. Kyle Van Trace was electric for the Eagles. 34-51, 66.7%, 385 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Three carries, 17 yards, one touchdown, and a fumble. Uh, App State quarterback Chase Bryce, 15 of 26, 57.7%, 253 yards, seven carries for 40 yards. How about the night for App State running back Nate Noel, 12 carries, 171 yards, that's 14.3 yards per carry, three rushing touchdowns, also caught two balls for 34 yards. Leading the game, uh, also Georgia Southern running back Tyler Jordan, rushing the ball, six carries, 11 yards, he scored twice. Leading the game in receiving, Georgia Southern wide receiver Jeremy Singleton, 10 catches, 133 yards. Defensively, got to go with Georgia Southern defensive lineman Parker Devine, uh, five tackles, three solos, one sack, one tackle for loss, and a QB hurry. Georgia Southern plus seven wins outright, over 66 easily, 99 points in that one. How about... The upset of the weekend, 38-23, Texas A&M over number 5, LSU. Jaden Daniels struggled 21-36, 60%, 189-yards, 12 carries, 84 yards, and a fumble. Texas A&M quarterback Connor Wegman, uh, 12-18, 66.7%, 155 yards, 2 touchdowns. Notice no turnovers for him, 7 carries, 21 yards. The day was made, though, by Texas A&M running back Devin Achain. Uh, 38 carries, 215 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, LSU running back John Emery Jr. also had a decent night. Uh, not nearly as many yards or carries, but nine carries, 55 yards. He scored a hat trick three times in the end zone for Emery, uh, and then three receptions for 11 yards. Texas A&M wide receiver Moose Muhammad III, also a very nice night. Five catches, 94 yards, a touchdown to lead the game in receiving. And uh, defensively have to go with A&M defensive back Damani Richardson, who seems to score a couple times every year now. Eight tackles, five solos, and a 27-yard fumble return for a touchdown. Uh, A&M plus 10 over 47 and a half. Number 22, UCF uh, gets their win, goes to the American Conference Championship there, 46-39 over USF. The Warren I-4 came down to the final seconds there. Byron Brown played lights out for the Bulls here. 13-20, 65%, 140 yards, one touchdown, a pick, 15 carries, 109 yards, two touchdowns, and two fumbles. So uh, turnovers really crushed the USF's chances uh, in this game, but they had the lead late, couldn't hold on. UCF uh, started John Rice Plumley, I believe, 9 of 9, 100%, 73 yards, a touchdown. 8 carries, 133 yards, 2 touchdowns. Amazing stats for Plumley there. Um, but I believe he got injured. So Mikey Keene came in 15 of 19, 78.9%, 129 yards, 2 touchdowns, 3 carries, 17 yards, and a fumble. Uh, USF wide, uh, running back Brian Batty led the game in rushing, 19 carries, 144 yards, a touchdown, and one nine-yard reception there. UCF uh, wide receiver Javon Baker led the game in receiving, three catches, 51 yards. And then uh, defensively, I'm going to go with the UCF corner Devontae Brown, four tackles, all of them solos, one tackle for loss, and a pass deflection. USF. 
plus 20 covered over 67 and a half, 85 in this one. How about the Trojans? Number six, USC, 38-27 over number 15, Notre Dame. Drew Pine for the, the Irish, 23 of 26. Ultra efficiency for both quarterbacks, 88.5%. 318 yards, three touchdowns, a pick, and a fumble. Uh, Caleb Williams was just outstanding in this game. 18 of 22, 81.8%. 232 yards, a touchdown, nine carries, 35 yards, three rushing touchdowns for Williams on the night. Scrambling around like Mike Vick back there, just ridiculous. Uh, Austin Jones for the Trojans, also very good night. 25 carries, 154 yards, one 16-yard reception. Leading the game in receiving, Notre Dame tight end Michael Mayer. Eight catches, 98 yards, two touchdowns for him. And then um, defensively, I'm going to go with uh, Notre Dame defensive lineman Isaiah Foskey. Five tackles, four solos, one and a half sacks, two and a half tackles for loss. USC covered minus four and a half, over 62 and a half. Number 10, Tennessee shutting out Vanderbilt 56-0. Yeah, I did Lone Wolf Vandy, unfortunately. Uh, Tennessee quarterback Joe Milton III, 11 of 21, 52.4%, 147 yards, a touchdown. But that's not why they won. See, and I was right on that point. But uh, Vandy just could not stop the ground game for Tennessee. Uh, Vandy quarterbacks A.J. Swan, 11 of 17, 79 yards. Mike Wright, 7 of 13, 53.8%, 28 yards, 8 carries, 50 yards. Mentioned the ground attack here. The top three running backs are uh, Jalen Wright for the Vols, 5 carries, 160 yards. That's 32 yards per carry, by the way. Two touchdowns out of his five carries. Uh, Dylan Sampson, all that he did was run 12 times for 131 yards. That's 10.9 per carry, and he scored a touchdown. And then uh, running back Jabari Small, also, 11 carries, 79 yards, 7.2 yards per carry, two touchdowns for him. That just was crazy good rushing night for the Volunteers here. Uh, Tennessee wide receiver Jalen Hyatt led the game in receiving three catches, 86 yards. And then uh, defensively, got to go at Tennessee defensive lineman Roman Harrison, four tackles, three solos, two sacks, two and a half tackles for loss, and a QB. Hurry, also want to mention Tennessee defensive back D. Williams, one tackle, it was a solo tackle and a 73-yard punt return touchdown. Tennessee covered easily minus 14, under 64. Tulsa upsetting Houston 37-32, uh, effectively end Houston's bid for the American Championship game. They had a lot, needed a lot of help anyways, did not get it by UCF winning. Um, but Clayton Toon, 26 of 47, 55.3%, 386 yards, two touchdowns a pick, 10 carries, 33 yards for the Cougars quarterback. The Golden Hurricanes quarterback, Braylon Braxton, played very well. 25 of 43, 58.1%, 316 yards, three touchdowns, 11 carries, 51 yards, and another score there. No turnovers for Braxton, four touchdowns there. Houston running back to John Henry led the game in rushing nine carries, 54 yards, five catches for 18 yards. Tulsa wide receiver Juan Carlos Santana led the game in receiving six catches, 169 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Houston wide receiver Nathaniel Dell also had a great night, nine catches, 161 yards, a touchdown, and had a 68-yard punt return touchdown as well. 
And my defensive player of the game for this one, Tulsa defensive lineman Owen Ostrowski. Two tackles, both of them solos, two sacks, two tackles for loss. Tulsa, plus 13 over under 67 pushed. Number 12, Kansas State getting into the Big 12 championship game by crushing Kansas in the Sunflower Showdown. Uh, 47 to 27. Uh, Will Howard for KSU, 11 of 21, 52.4%. 213 yards, two touchdowns, and a fumble. Jalen Daniels, 20 of 32, uh, 62.5%, 168 yards, eight carries, 51 yards, and a rushing score. Uh, but Deuce Vaughn here for the Wildcats went crazy. 25 carries, 147 yards, one touchdown, two receptions for 82 yards. Uh, Kansas running back Devin Neal also scoring twice, 16 carries, 59 yards, two touchdowns, two catches for 10 yards. Receiving leader in this one, Kansas wide receiver Luke Grimm, three catches, 48 yards. Also want to mention Kansas State wide receiver Malik Knowles, two catches, 10 yards. Uh, and then three carries, 38 yards, and two touchdowns on the ground for the Wildcats receiver. Defensively, got to go with uh, Kansas linebacker Craig Young, eight tackles, seven solos, one sack, one tackle for loss, one pass deflection, and one QB hurry. Kansas State cover minus 12 over 62. Pitt just dominating Miami, 42-16 crushing their hopes for a bull bid. Keaton Slovis was very good, 18-28, 64.3%, 256 yards, three touchdowns a pick. Uh, Miami played three quarterbacks. Jake Garcia, 17-27, of 27, 63%, 192 yards, two touchdowns. First time I've seen Tyler Van Dyke in quite a while, four of eight, 50%, 83 yards and a pick. And then uh, Ja'Cory Brown, uh, two of three, 66.7%, four yards, and a pick. My boy, Israel Abanaconda had a nice night. 15 carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns, two catches for eight yards. Leading the game in rushing there. Leading the game in receiving also a fantastic night and season for Jared Wayne here. Uh, 11 receptions, 199 yards, three touchdowns, and a fumble for the pit wide receiver. Uh, Miami tight end Will Mallory also had a 100-yard night, nine receptions, 103 yards, a touchdown, and a fumble. Defensively, two great performances. Pitt linebacker Servassier Dennis, six tackles, three solos, one sack, one and a half tackles for loss, one QB hurry, and a pick. And then how about Pitt defensive lineman Dayon Hayes, five tackles, all of them solos, three sacks, four tackles for loss, and a QB hurry. Outstanding by that Pat Narduzzi defense there. Pick cover minus four and a half over 44. Air Force, the Falcons getting to nine wins, 13 to three over San Diego State. Jalen Maiden for the Aztecs, 16 to 31, 51.6%, 188 yards, two touch, two picks, and a fumble. Uh, struggled with turnovers, did the Aztecs quarterback there. Mm -hmm. Hazik Daniels for Air Force, one of two passing, 50%, 14 yards, 11 carries for 30 yards. The story of this game, though, was my boy Brad Roberts. I love me some Brad Roberts. Air Force running back, 35 carries, 187 yards, a touchdown, leading the game in rushing. And then San Diego State wide receiver Breon Penny led the game in receiving three catches, 63 yards. Defensively, uh, I'm going to go with the top guy there, San Diego State linebacker Michael Shawcroft. 12 tackles, nine solos, one sack, two tackles for loss. 
Air Force covered minus two under 43 easily. And the nightcap, the Apple Cup, number 13, Washington, uh, punching Utah's ticket to get to the Pac-12 championship game. They won to get Utah in. Uh, a loss would have gotten Oregon in 51-33, though, over Washington State in uh, Pullman, Washington. Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback play in this one was just fantastic. Back and forth in the first half before the Huskies pulled away in the second half. Penix, though, 25-43, of 58.1%, 485 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. Also had two carries for 34 yards and two touchdowns, five total TDs for Penix on the night. Cameron Ward, the incarnate word transfer, also had a nice night, 33 of 52, 63 and a half percent, 322 yards, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown as well. Uh, Washington running back uh, Wayne Talapapa had a nice night, 13 carries, 126 yards, a touchdown, and one nine-yard reception as well. Washington State running back Nakia Watson scored twice, 15 carries, 73 yards, and a touchdown. And seven receptions, 41 yards, receiving touchdown as well. Leading the game in receiving 250-yard receivers for the Huskies. Roma Dunze was everywhere. Five receptions, 157 yards, a touchdown. Also put up a rushing score as well. And then uh, Huskies wide receiver Jalen McMillan. Six catches, 150 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, have to go with Washington defensive lineman Jeremiah Martin. Three tackles, two solos, uh, two sacks, two tackles for loss, and two QB hurries. Washington covered minus two and a half, over 60, easily 84 points in that game. FCS playoffs, it was the first round of the FCS playoffs this weekend. Uh, great games, a lot of, lot of points in, this, in these games. Um, So, first off here, Furman getting to move on 31-6 to over my Elon Phoenixes. Unfortunately, I lone-wolfed them, did not get it done. But uh, the quarterback for Elon, Matthew McKay, 20 of 40, 50%, 238 yards, 11 carries for 53 yards here. Tyler Huff. For the Paladins, 16 at 26, 61.5%, 140 yards and a touchdown. 10 carries, 93 yards, and a rushing score as well. Uh, good night, good day for uh, Furman running back Dominic Roberto. Uh, 23 carries, 98 yards. He led the game in rushing, leading the game in receiving. Furman tight end Ryan Miller, 9 receptions, 74 yards, and a touchdown. And then defensively, couple of fumble recoveries for Furman. Safety Cam Brinson had one, and defensive tackle Seth Johnson had another. Furman covered minus 4.5, under 48. Delaware, the Blue Hens, rolling over the red flash of St. Francis, Pennsylvania, 56-17. How about the day? I told y'all, Nolan Henderson was why I love the Blue Hens. 16-23. 69.6%, 266 yards, four touchdowns, a pick, five carries, 14 yards, another touchdown, and a fumble. Uh, St. Francis played two quarterbacks, Justin Slowowski, uh, 6 of 11, 103 yards, two touchdowns, and then Cole Doyle, 7 of 20, 82, uh, 35%, 82 yards. 
Good day for Delaware wide receiver Kyron Cumby, uh, listed as wide receiver, but led the game in rushing. 10 catches, 111 yards, and a fumble. Um, leading the game in receiving here, Delaware wide receiver Chandler Harvin. Four catches, 128 yards, three touchdowns. Great day for him. And then a bunch of uh, defensive performances here. Delaware defensive back Brandon Dennis had a zero-yard fumble returned, fumble recovery for a touchdown. Uh, St. Francis, three turnovers off of Delaware. Did not help their efforts, however. Defensive lineman Donnell Brown and linebacker Willie O'Hara both had fumble recoveries. And then uh, defensive back Kerry Galloway had a pick off of Nolan Henderson. Delaware covered easily minus seven over 47 and a half blue heads by themselves. New Hampshire, the Wildcats, getting it done in a high-scoring affair, 52-42 over my Fordham Rams that I picked. Uh, Max Brosmer, how about the day for both these quarterbacks here? UNH quarterback, uh, 18 of 34, 52.9%, 348 yards, three touchdowns, six carries for 29 yards. Fordham quarterback Tim DeMorat, also pretty good, 25 of 41, 61%. 330 yards, three touchdowns, but he threw two picks that really hampered their performance there. Two carries for 18 yards. How about the all-purpose day for New Hampshire running back Dylan Lobby? Uh, 29 carries, 157 yards, three touchdowns, four catches, 127 yards receiving in a touchdown. Uh, So 33 touches for Lobby, uh, 284 yards. Four touchdowns for the Wildcat running back. Fordham running back Trey Snead also very good on the ground. 17 carries, 139 yards, a fumble, two receptions for nine yards. Again, the turnovers really just crushed the Rams' efforts. Um, Fordham wide receiver Fotis Cocosiolis uh, led the game in receiving 14 catches, 132 yards. Also had two carries for 15 yards, scored on both of those. Uh, good day for Coco Ciolas there. Also scoring twice in this game off of two touches. UNH wide receiver Heron Marisau, uh, Marisau, one reception, 65 yards, a touchdown, one carry, 71 yards, and a score as well. Defensively, uh, New Hampshire corner Randall Harris and safety Brendan Teague. They had the interceptions for the Wildcats. Uh, New Hampshire safety Joe Eichmann had a fumble recovery, and so did Fordham defensive lineman Peter Chaloub. Chaloub. Uh, New Hampshire covered. It was a pick'em game, and over the over hit 94 points in this game. It was 76 and a half was the total for this one. So over, way over too, even though that was a crazy high over there. How about the Spiders, Richmond, 41-0 shutout of the Davidson Wildcats. Uh, Reese Yudinski for the Spiders, 28 of 31, ultra-efficient, 90.3%, 246 yards, two touchdowns. Um, Richmond also played Kyle Wickersham. He completed his only pass for 21 yards, had three carries for 19 yards as well. Davidson, uh, their leading passer was not listed as a quarterback, but uh, wide receiver Jaden Waddle. Uh, Waddell, 7 of 13, 53.8%, 103 yards a pick, 8 carries for 17 yards. Richmond running back 
Milan Howard led the game in rushing, 12 carries, 73 yards, two touchdowns on the day for him. And then uh, Richmond wide receiver Nick uh, De Janeiro led the game in receiving, six catches, 62 yards. And then one defensive performance to speak of, Richmond defensive lineman Matei Fitz had the interception off of Waddell. Uh, Richmond covered minus 22 under 56 and a half hit. Weber State, the Wildcats getting it done, 38-31 over North Dakota. Tommy Schuster for the Fighting Hawks, 23 of 43, 184 yards, three touchdowns. Pretty nice day for Schuster there. Bronson Barron for Weber there, 5 of 11, 145.5%, 110 yards, a touchdown, eight carries for 21 yards. Uh, the rushing stats were fantastic for both teams. UND running back Tyler Hoosman led the game in rushing 14 carries, 138 yards, three catches for 15 yards. And the two 100-yard rushers for Weber State here, Josh Davis, 21 carries, 129 yards, two touchdowns for him. And then Damon Bankston, 15 carries, 122 yards, and a touchdown. Leading the game in receiving at North Dakota wide receiver Garrett Mag, uh, five catches, 63 yards. No defensive performances, no turnovers in this game to speak of. North Dakota did cover, though, plus 11. And uh, the over 57.5 hit 69 points in this game. How about the two teams with uh, four-plus losses in this game? Gardner-Webb going on the road and getting it done at Eastern Kentucky, 52-41 the Bulldogs over the Colonels. Parker McKinney for EKU, 37 of 57, 64.9%, 454 yards, five touchdowns, and a pick. Just crazy game for him. Uh, Bailey Fisher for the Bulldogs, 14 to 20, 70%, 118 yards, a touchdown, seven carries, 88 yards, three rushing touchdowns. Great day for Fisher as well. Great day for Nari Gaither. Uh, of Gardner-Webb, 28 carries, 245 yards, two touchdowns, one catch for seven yards. Uh, leading receiver in this one, Eastern Kentucky had 200-yard guys. Wide receiver Cornelius McCoy, six catches, 155 yards, and a touchdown. And then wide receiver Jaden Smith, nine catches, 123 yards, two touchdowns. Also, Eastern Kentucky wide receiver Jaden Higgins, nine catches, 52 yards. He scored twice as well. And then the only defensive performance to speak of, Gardner-Webb defensive back Jamari Brown had the interception off of McKinney there. Uh, Gardner-Webb plus 3.5 over 65, 93 points in this game. How about another very high-scoring game? Southeastern Louisiana getting it done, 45-42 over Idaho. Um the Vandals scored with 3.23 to go, could not get the ball back uh, and get it in field goal range to tie it up. But Idaho quarterback Giovanni McCoy, 19-26, 73.1%, 343 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, six carries for 10 yards, and a touchdown. Sela uh, quarterback Cephas Johnson the third, 18-28, 64.3%, 208 yards, 12 carries, 69 yards, and two rushing touchdowns. Sela uh, running back Jesse Britt, good day for him. 13 carries, 106 yards. He threw a 19-yard touchdown as well. Um, 
Sela running back Carlos Washington Jr., also good. 14 carries, 41 yards, two touchdowns, three catches for 18 yards. And then Idaho, 200-yard receivers, one 200-yard receiver uh, included in that. Hayden Hatton, nine catches, 209 yards, one touchdown and a fumble. And then Jermaine Jackson for the Vandals, five catches, 111 yards, a touchdown. And he also scored on a 95-yard kick return touchdown as well. Defensively, a lot of good performances by the Golden Lions here. Defensive back is Zai Alexander, uh, 48-yard pick six. Sela defensive back Danielle Ward-McGee also had a pick off of McCoy. And then uh, Sela defensive back Jack Henderson had a fumble recovery. Uh, Southeastern Louisiana, plus four, over 61.5, 87 points in that game. Last game of the first round here, Montana, the Grizz, moving on 34-24 over southeastern Southeast Missouri State. Uh, Lucas Johnson for Montana, 18 of 37, 306 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, five carries, 29 yards, and a fumble. SEMO quarterback Paxton De Laurent, 25 of 49, 51%, 277 yards, and a pick. SEMO running back Gino Hess had a nice night, 30 carries, 122 yards, two touchdowns. Montana was helped by their special teams a lot because uh, wide receiver Junior Bergen, he didn't have any receptions, but he had three carries for five yards on offense and a 58-yard punt return touchdown as well. SEMO uh, wide receiver Ryan Flournoy, uh, Flournoy had the leading receiver in the game, 11 receptions, 161 yards. Montana had their own 100-yard receiver in Malik Flowers, seven catches, 108 yards, and he scored on special teams as well, 80-yard kick return touchdown. Defensively, SEMO defensive back Ty Leonard had a pick, as did Montana safety Garrett Graves. And then SEMO defensive back Lawrence Johnson, 13-yard fumble return for a touchdown as well. Uh, SEMO covered a plus 13 over 56, uh, 58 scored in this game. And we already covered the NFL games, so we're going to move on to the NCAA news. We got some coaching carousel stuff here. The uh, Nebraska has officially hired former Panthers head coach Matt Rule as their next head coach there. Uh, eight years, $72 million deal for Rule. Good place to land um, with uh, in college for Rule. I think he'll be successful there. Uh, Auburn also has officially hired a Liberty head coach Hugh Freeze as their next head coach. Good landing spot for him, I think, as well. Um, was kind of weird about that situation was that he signed an eight-year extension with Liberty in October, so got to get out of that. But uh, Auburn probably paying some back to Liberty there. Um, UAB's head coaching search, the USFL's Birmingham Stallions head coach Skip Holtz has be, emerged as the central target for the Blazers' head coaching search. We'll see if he is hired away from Birmingham or not. Um, kind of out of the blue, Stanford head coach David Shaw has resigned after many years in Stanford. I believe it was 12 96-54 and 54 record, three-time Pac-12 champ, also won a couple of Rose Bowls as well. Great career at Stanford, though, for Shaw. 
Arizona State, they have their new head coach. They are hiring Oregon offensive coordinator uh, Kenny Dillingham um, after bowl season, I believe. Or maybe not. I'm not sure. Uh, FAU, they are looking for a new head coach. They fired head coach Willie Taggart after uh, their uh, lost and non-bowl season at 5-7. and seven. Ole Miss, they have signed head coach Lane Kiffin to an extension after he was rumored uh, to be in Auburn's head coaching search. Uh, his current deal now runs for eight years, $72 million. Colorado, they have reached out and offered Jackson State's head coach Deion Sanders their head coaching job. Um, we'll have to wait and see on that front to see if Deion primetime Sanders takes it or not. Kansas, they have signed head coach Lance Leopold to a two-year extension. That runs through 2029. Washington also has done the same with their head coach, Kalen DeBoer. His extension makes his contract run through 2028. Charlotte has their head co- new head coach. They have hired Michigan associate head coach Biff Pogge as their next head coach. And then Wisconsin, massive move for the Badgers. They get head coach, uh, Cincinnati head coach Luke Fickle uh, to become their next head coach in Madison. And also one draft nugget, Penn State offensive tackle Olu Fashanu. He announced he will return for 2023 uh, and not enter the draft this year. The number eight uh, offensive tackle, I believe, on some big board. I'm not sure which big board it was, but... um, top draft prospect there at tackle looking to get better and enter next year as a first round pick nfl news here some general stuff the rams are unsure if quarterback matthew stafford will return this season still having some leg pain uh from his concussion and and whatnot there um free agent wide receiver odo buckham jr he will start his visits this week starting on thursday in uh New Jersey with the Giants. So we'll see if his old team takes a swing at him or not. Browns getting their franchise quarterback for the first time on a Sunday this week. Uh, Deshaun Watson officially reinstated earlier uh, yesterday by the league, and he will start this week at the Houston Texans, his old team. Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase, he is expected to return this week, so good news for Cincinnati. Um, Unfortunately, not very good news for Lions rookie first-round pick wide receiver Jamison Williams. Dan Campbell uh, essentially saying it's a long shot for him to play against Jacksonville this weekend. We do have playoff clinching scenarios. Yes, it is that time of the year playoffs coming up in about a month. Um, The Eagles... They can clinch a playoff spot with a win, a Commanders loss, a Seahawks loss, and a 49ers loss this weekend. Uh, The Vikings also have a playoff scenario. They can clinch the NFC North with a win and a Lions loss. So pretty simple for Minnesota. Uh, Vikings playing the Jets, Lions playing the Jags. Bunch of guys activated off IR or getting their practice windows opened at the very least. Cardinals wide receiver Marquise Brown, he played on Sunday. Um, Chargers running back Joshua Kelly. Saints defensive back Bradley Roby. Bucks running back Gio Bernard. Uh, Giants guard Ben Bredesen. Defensive back Tony Jefferson. And linebacker Azizo Jolari. 
And then Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins also getting his practice window activated. Excited to see him the rest of the season. Getting placed on IR, however, Bills corner Christian Benford, Cardinals tight end Zach Ertz, and offensive lineman DJ Humphreys, and Lions defensive end Charles Harris. Injuries. Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers' thumb injury is an avulsion fracture, a lot more serious than we thought. Um, avulsion fracture is what happens when a ligament tears some of the bone off uh, with it. The uh, He also sustained a rib injury in that game against Philly on Sunday night. Uh, said he plans to play this week, however. Dolphins left tackle Teron Armstead. He has a pec strain, so good news for them. Thought it might have been a tear. Uh, not the, uh, the best-case scenario, pretty much, for Miami. Rams wide receiver Allen Robinson, not best case for him. He is out for the year. He has a foot injury that requires surgery. Um, Bears wide receiver Darnell Mooney also done for the year. He was placed on IR today. Torn ligaments in his ankle. Uh, 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell. He is out six to eight weeks. Another MCL sprain, what he was out earlier this year with as well. Um, and then Vikings second-round pick Andrew Booth, a corner Andrew Booth Jr. He is out for the year, possibly after knee surgery. They're not sure which type of surgery they have to do. Uh, they'll see when they get into his knee and see which type of surgery they have to do. That will determine uh, his availability the rest of the season. Bucks offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs. He also got uh, good news. He is out three to four weeks with an ankle injury. Uh, not a knee injury, as was initially thought. Uh, Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald. He has a high ankle sprain, so we'll have to wait and see how long he is out. Again, I think the Rams should just pack it up and uh, a shot for the draft pick, which they don't have in the first round uh, because of the Matthew Stafford trade. Eagles safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson. He is out indefinitely. He has a lacerated kidney and a rib injury, not a fracture, however, so good news there. But uh, lacerated kidney, we'll see. Uh, e former Eagles tight end and current Cardinals tight end Zach Ertz, he played one week after he lacerated his kidney, so we shall see on uh, CJ there. Bear safety Eddie Jackson is also out indefinitely. He has a Liz Franck injury. He was placed on IR today. Uh, ins and outs, just one to note here for Thursday Night Football. Patriots running back Damian Harris is out with a thigh injury. He is uh he was announced as week-to-week -week with that injury there. And then transactions, a lot of stuff here, a lot of involving the Chiefs, actually, which we'll get to. But the Patriots rewarding linebacker Jelani Tavai for his solid play. Two-year, $4.4 million extension through the 2024 season. So good to see Tavai getting that money there. And then I mentioned the Chiefs. They have signed a bunch of people uh, to their practice squad. Former Broncos running back Melvin Gordon former Falcons and Raiders wide receiver Brian Edwards, and then uh, former Ravens defensive tackle Brandon Williams as well. A uh, lot, of, lot of veterans getting signed to the Chiefs practice squad that we might see in the upcoming weeks in the playoffs. Uh, also, the 49ers signing a veteran to their practice squad, corner Janoris Jenkins. So looking for some secondary help is San Fran. They'll get it in Jackrabbit Jenkins there. Pick standings, look at that stellar record. Unfortunately, I lone wolfed the Giants on Thanksgiving in the afternoon game. The only one to get one wrong on Thanksgiving, I know. But I, I just didn't want to be a square and, and everyone pick it the same. So 
Four and zero for Mark Logan and Peter. Three and one for me. I am uh, now tied with Mark at the top. Sixteen and nine. We are uh, two games up on uh, Logan there, and uh, four games up on on Peter. I don't know how that works out. I gotta I gotta figure that out. <laughs> we're uh, something's missing there, but. Uh, yeah, we're 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 up on Logan and Peter there still, and they are uh, they're a little bit back, but uh, still in the race, anyways. Good to see Peter though back at five hundred for the first time in quite a while. So um, Monday Night Football, the uh, Steelers. At the Colts, I lone wolfed Pittsburgh last night, got the win. We'll recap that uh, that game on the Friday show. But uh, the Colts were two-and-a-half-point favorites. The total was 39-and-a-half there, so we'll see what happened with that one. But uh, happy to lone wolf, happy to get that win um, last night. Needed it, did the Steelers. Thursday night football, we are all on Buffalo. The Bills uh, coming into this one five-point favorites. It's down to four now. But uh, still, I, I think they got enough firepower to go into Gillette and beat the Patriots. They need the division win. Uh, they're not very good division record-wise right now. 0-2, um, so they need to get that this win to get into uh, get a win in the division record column there. And uh, the total is 43-and-a-half. I am going to go uh, with the over in that game there. I think something along the lines of 26-14 to 14 would work out. Um, or not 26-14. to 14. That would only be 40. But uh, I don't know. Something along those lines there that gets you over 43-and-a-half somehow. Next week, we will be back on a Monday, not Tuesday. Monday, we'll be back looking at the closer to... Uh, we'll be previewing the closing Week 13 game, Monday Night Football, Saints at the Bucks, and the opener to Week 14, Thursday night, Raiders at the Rams, two struggling teams this year. Uh, we'll also, as always, keep you up to date with all the NCAA and NFL news, give you the college football championship weekend uh, game recaps and the NFL game recaps, and then, like I said, preview those two games as well. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media at FAA Podcasts on Instagram and Twitter. FAA underscore bets is our betting account on Twitter. FAAPodcast.com is our website. You can check us out here on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. And also, congratulations to the U.S. men's national team for getting a big win today, advancing to the knockout round against the Netherlands on Friday. Make sure you tune in to that game on Saturday as well. Thank you all. Thank you, Danny. And we will see you all back on Friday.